Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. Formula One's 2020 season continues this weekend with the oddly named 70th Anniversary Grand Prix, which is taking place at Silverstone. I'm back at the track with Autosport's F1 reporter Luke Smith, and we'll be reporting live on the ground this weekend as we were for last weekend's dull, then dramatic British Grand Prix. Today was the pre-event media day, which again took place in special circumstances due to the COVID-secure protocols we've been slowly getting used to at Silverstone. So, after joining in the various Zoom calls from the Wing Media Centre above the pit garages, Luke and I had to camp to our accommodation for this weekend. Now, as you may be able to hear, we're trying something a bit different for recording tonight. We're recording in the restaurant of our hotel here in Toaster. So, let's see if we get interrupted by the arrival of the lovely food, well, hopefully lovely food that we've just ordered, or if we'll be able to indeed squeeze in all of this bite-sized podcast before it arrives. So... Again, Luke, I'm going to hit you as I did last Thursday with a very important question. What have you ordered? Uh, so I've gone for cod and chips uh, tonight, uh, stemmed by a conversation with a friend who ordered uh, cod and chips earlier, and I thought that looked pretty good, so I had to go for the same thing. Um, but no squid for starter. Outrageous. I know. I'm very disappointed in that. I love a bit of calamari, but there we go. If I see it on a menu, I have to order it, but uh, I have to make do with what, what I go for in the end. A homemade scotch egg, which actually sounds delightful. What have you gone well, for so. for your main? Most important uh, I'm going for a, uh, a steak and... Not steak, no. A, uh, a, a beef and ale pie. I thought it was a steak and ale, but no, it's beef and ale. Wait, no. The mummy's mistaken there. Who knows? Anyway, sorry, we are, I'm sure we're boring everybody with our uh, culinary delights that we're looking forward to tonight. So, Luke, the big news today, well, there's a few big stories today, but the main one really is that Sergio Perez could yet be back in the racing point. He's completed the required quarantine period. That in itself is slightly contentious, but um, from what Racing Point have said, uh, it's all been it's all been given the okay by the sort of the health authority officials here in the UK. So, uh, 
if he tests negative tomorrow, he'll be back in the car for FP1. Yeah, it's a, a really big story because um, obviously last week he tested positive for COVID-19, which meant that the team had to get in Nico Hulkenberg to replace him for the race weekend. Perez tested positive uh, on Wednesday, I believe. He had an inconclusive result and then another test on, on Thursday. Um, and on that sort of Wednesday, Thursday period was when uh, the UK government changed its guidelines going from a seven-day quarantine required to 10 days. There were some sort of questions about would he have to do seven or 10 days? And if he has to do 10, that would obviously rule him out of this weekend's race. But uh, the team released a statement today saying Public Health England is happy that Perez has served seven days of quarantine as required. He does need a negative test to be able to enter the form on paddock so he's by no means guaranteed to be in this race weekend um hulkenberg is on the entry list currently for racing point but that is fairly easy change so uh yeah we're just waiting news now basically the team said it would either be late today or early tomorrow morning that we get confirmation of uh, paris's test result and uh, yeah it could well be that he's back in the car for fp1 tomorrow morning i mean if he is obviously welcome back sergio perez but how galling for nico hulkenberg to have done that amazing trip over this time last week you know he's uh he's getting ready to drive do a, do a gt test and then he all the way he comes over doesn't get to drive because the car breaks down before he goes to the grid it's, it, it is almost just typical nico, nico hulkenberg luck really it is yeah i think the um case for him being the unluckiest man in formula one history i think only continues to build with this but he was asked today like how disappointing would it be and he said obviously it is very disappointing because you you want to race like if you're an F1 driver you always want to be in the car and for him this was a really great opportunity to drive in a really fantastic car that's um, gonna it looks like if Perez does test negative it will be taken away from him uh but he did talk a little bit today about sort of plans for the future in 2021. He said that he is having sort of conversations with a few people up and down the paddock about uh, his role for next year and possibly a full-time comeback, which would be, I think, really, really good. And even if it is that he's only been able to do uh, three practice sessions and a qualifying session in this little appearance for Racing Point, I think he's done enough to sort of prove that he's still still sharp, still ready to race whenever required. And uh, yeah, it definitely won't have done any harm to his reputation, even if he doesn't actually get to take part in a race. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yes, he said he's been, uh, he has confirmed he's been in talks with other teams in the paddock over a possible full-time return to Formula One in 2021. But where, where is the only real places for him to fit in? Because if we're assuming that a racing point, it'll either be Stroll and Perez carrying on or Stroll and Sebastian Vettel or even Perez and Vettel. That could yeah, still happen. You never know. Um, but it's got to be what we're thinking, Haas, Alfa Romeo, that, those, those sort of teams really, Hulkenberg's only real options next year. I think those are the only two options really for next year. I think otherwise the, the grid's pretty set. Obviously we know what McLaren are doing, we know what Renault are doing. Um, Williams have confirmed their lineup as well. I believe the only teams yet to confirm their um, full lineups for next year are Mercedes, who obviously today as we'll get on to, Valtteri Bottas confirmed, but Lewis Hamilton, I don't think Hulkenberg's going to replace Lewis Hamilton. Um, Alfa Tauri, which obviously is dependent on what Red Bull want to do with their junior drivers. Again, that wouldn't be an option for Hulkenberg. Um, so you really do have to look to Haas and Alfa Romeo, who I think will both be maybe pondering some changes. I mean, it's been quite a difficult start to the year for both those teams. So it might well be that they've, uh, they're sort of thinking about shaking things up and a driver with the experience of Nico Hulkenberg may be appealing to them. Um, but yeah, I think if we are sort of looking for a place for him on the grid for next season, it's got to be one of those two teams. Absolutely, although it'd be interesting that if, uh, say, Vettel did take Perez's place, then he's got to be arguably above Hulkenberg in the queue mm. just because of the amount of money he could bring to any team. Would that, be, would that be right? Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. I think that you'd sort of have this sort of group of, say, Hulkenberg, Perez, Magnussen, Grosjean, Giovinazzi, Raikkonen, 
all sort of vying for these seats and obviously a lot depends on does Raikkonen want to continue for next year does Ferrari want to get another junior driver into the Alfa Romeo seat in place of Giovinazzi such as uh, Robert Schwartzman or uh, Mick Schumacher maybe um, but that's all sort of future considerations but yeah I think you've got this maybe this gaggle of sort of midfield drivers who uh, all of them quite similar all have sort of proven themselves experienced good pair of hands but I think Nico Hulkenberg will be fancying his chances that, uh, yeah, he can hopefully make a, a comeback for next season. Absolutely. Well, just before we move on to the next subject we're going to tackle in this bite-sized podcast, I do urge everybody to go and search out the uh, the video of Kimi Raikkonen being called into the pit lane by Alfa Romeo <laughs> last weekend. And then they, they tell him at the last minute not to come in. And he is... Uh, how, how, to, how to describe this? He's quite... Um, He's quite severe in his criticism of, of what the team have done there. Uh, but yeah, do go and check out that video. But yeah, Luke, as you, as you alluded to earlier, uh, the other real big story of the day, Valtteri Bottas will be continuing with Mercedes next year. He signed a new contract with the team, which says in the press release that's uh, for until at least the end of 2021. So obviously Lewis Hamilton, no contract yet. He was also saying now's not the right time really for contract negotiations, but we don't really expect him to be going anywhere. And if he, if he is going to make a change, it's not going to be going to anyone, any, any of the other teams because they're all full. So good news for Bottas then pretty much. Yeah, very good news. Yeah. Uh, I think it was something that we all expected. Our uh, colleagues in Italy reported recently that uh, the contract was agreed in principle. So it was pretty much formality to get this across the line. But for Bottas, yeah, it is a very, very good bit of news. Um, he said earlier in the year that he wanted uh, things to be a bit different compared to last season. Mercedes uh, looking at 2020 was very open about his consideration of Esteban Ocon for his seat it caused talks to drag on a little bit uh, wasn't resolved until the Spa race weekend and Bottas said that his, he felt his form in the middle of the season kind of dipped a little bit because he was distracted by these talks and kind of the will they won't they saga about uh, replacing him this season though it's all been very very different I think that with uh, Ocon out of the pitch now Renault and George Russell locked into a contract at uh, Williams I think Mercedes it was quite obvious that Bottas would be staying with the team uh, I asked Bottas about this earlier so do you, do you feel it went a lot smoother this year and he said that yeah we would have had things sorted by June had this been a normal season like we sort of set out what we wanted to do very very early on Covid pandemic meant that that wasn't possible by that stage but he managed to get through the first few races very straightforwardly and yeah he said it was no distraction like there's never any concerns and uh, he said that his contract was pretty much copy paste from last year and that he left a lot of it to his lawyers ah, so no pay rise then Valtteri is that well, what you're saying that's what you could insinuate from, from it potentially but um, yeah he's um He's, I think it's a good fit for everyone Like it makes sense for Bottas to say there Lewis spoke today he said that Bottas has been a really great positive influence on the team uh, be going to their fifth season together which is actually longer than Hamilton and Rosberg spent together so it's uh, yeah been a really good partnership no reason to make any changes and I think yeah just good news for everybody involved and again so it all comes back with the with Mercedes with having Bottas in the team is that he just doesn't destabilise the, the, you know, the, the situation there gets on well with Hamilton there's no danger of the sort of implosions that we saw with Nico Rosberg as you say and he's just not willing to use those sort of not underhand tactics but Rosberg certainly used every trick in the book to sort of you know play some mind games with Hamilton I mean you could say that is underhand tactics so it depends on your perspective really but yeah it's his it's his calm stable influence that really means they have no reason to change while they're winning both championships exactly yeah I mean he's played a role in what three consecutive constructors title victories now it'll probably be a fourth this season assuming the cars there's no dramatic change for next year it'll probably be a fifth next year as well and it's just it's just stable like this is the sort of Mercedes dream team that is working so so well and I think it's a very different team to when Rosberg was there we, we all know about the sort of um, disharmony that, that, that was growing at Mercedes when Rosberg was there using any trick in the book he could to beat Hamilton successfully in the end in 2016 winning that title Bottas has never really gone to those lengths and he's sort of preferred to do his talking on track I think he's proven time and time again that he can take the fight to Lewis um, on occasion um, 
I think maybe sustained over a championship fight is a little bit more difficult. But for Mercedes right now, I mean, they're, they've got two of the quickest drivers in the sport. Bossas keeps Lewis happy, which is very, very important. I think Bossas is very happy as well. He's with a winning team. He's winning races, helping win championships. Yeah, it's just it just makes sense for everybody. Absolutely. I was amused when they were in the press conference earlier. We were discussing, as we're going to come on to the last point to talk about on, the, on our podcast tonight, um, the, 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 the step softer in the Pirelli tyres, basically. So we're now, you know, we've gone, we've gone we're away from the C1, C2, C3 that was used last weekend. It's now C2, C3 and C4. And Bottas was, sorry, uh, Hamilton was turning to Bottas and saying, which, which order is in? Have I, got, have I got it in the right order? Which I thought if, uh, if Bottas wanted to be unhelpful and show his teammate up, we probably could have done there, but, uh, but obviously he didn't. Um, so it's an example of, uh, of how, well, how well they get on um, but yeah with, with Bottas I mean it's interesting because this is obviously this is the second uh, race at the same track as we had with the Red Bull ring earlier on in the year Bottas won the opening race there Hamilton made a big step the following weekend came through and won he's undefeated since he obviously starts off on stronger footing this time because he won at Silverstone last weekend so do you see Bottas being able to do what Hamilton did to him in the Styrian Grand Prix or do we think it's probably going to be a continuation of what we saw from Hamilton last weekend I think there's always a case for these drivers being able to learn from from the previous weekend. I mean, you look at previous seasons and you have a race weekend pass by and the drivers will go, okay, well, I could have done X, Y, and Z differently on the same circuit. This weekend, they've got, as they did in, in Austria for the steering Grand Prix, they have got that opportunity. Like, it's a great chance for them to go in, right the wrongs they made last time around. Bottas last weekend, like, he was... He was pretty pretty good for for most part for the most part of that weekend like he really did push lewis in qualifying um struggled a little bit towards then the q3 which was sort of where pole slipped away from him and then in the race like he was always within sort of a second and a half two seconds of, of hamilton right the way through and until his uh, tires began to fade late on and then the eventual failure so i think that there's not really there's not really a huge amount that he's got to work on it's just that extra sort of tenth that is so crucial to beating a driver of Lewis Hamilton's caliber that he was maybe missing. Uh, but he can look at sort of where he went wrong last weekend and try and find that. But as you say, like the question is whether Lewis then makes that exact, exact same step and then Bottas back to square one. But yeah, I think he, he didn't disgrace himself at all last weekend, even if he came away with no points. Obviously, that's not at all a fair reflection of his performance. So uh, yeah, I think he's got a good chance of uh, getting back in the fight this weekend. Absolutely. No, I think Bottas, far from disgracing himself last weekend, I think he pushed Hamilton uh, pretty hard for most of the race. Another factor to bear in mind this weekend is the temperature. Obviously, we talked about this a lot on the Friday of the British Grand Prix, which was absolutely roasting. It hit 37 degrees at one point during FP2. Now, it's never going to get that hot this weekend, or the predictions, the forecasts are for that, but just generally it will be hot and will stay hotter, whereas last weekend the temperatures fell away for Saturday and Sunday. So that does have the potential, with the fact the tyres are softer, to really shake up the event now all the drivers that were in there discussed this in their press conferences today were saying yep definite two stopper so should be there should be more strategic options so why don't we stay with the sort of Bottas Hamilton discussion do you think that gives the Bottas any more opportunity to maybe try something different or do you think we're going to see more of the same with Mercedes just saying right this is is what we're doing you can't deviate from it that sort of thing I would be surprised if they did try and deviate too much Um, we saw in the past that they in the Hamilton and Rosberg fight they sometimes split their strategies and that would sort of cause more problems than it it really solved so yeah I think that they'll continue with the the principle that whoever's the lead driver on track has priority in the pit stops and they'll continue with that and I imagine they'll just sort of react react accordingly Um, yeah the tyre wear that is going to be that is going to be an issue this weekend definitely it's going to be a concern whoever is starting second and whoever's second at the end of that first lap 
as I think Bottas found out a little bit during his race like it's, last weekend it's going to be a struggle because your tyres will wear a bit more um, so yeah it's definitely something to consider I think really it's just a case of who who is trailing at the end of that first lap and are they going to be in sort of for a, a stint of pain what can they do to try and make that up but I think it's uh, I would be really surprised if Mercedes tried to sort of roll the dice too much particularly after the wake up call last weekend knowing that even if they got by far the quickest car victory is by no means guaranteed around here no, absolutely not. The puncture is obviously a big talking point uh, ahead of this weekend. Pirelli have announced, you know, what, what what went wrong. It was just a combination of the extreme forces of the the fastest Formula One cars ever, and just the tyres being uh, being 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 run for too long, effectively in the first stint, so they they wore too much. Um, but just on that, there is a bit of news today concerning Daniel Kvyat. Pirelli have announced that um, it was uh, it was basically a, a sort of a uh, sort of mechanical, almost a reliability thing that happened on the wheel, which just meant that there was a little bit rubbing on the tire, and that's what caused it to, to pop off pop off the rim there. Um, but yeah, again, I think I think we're going to have another weekend dominated by tires and temperatures. What do you make of that? Uh- Classic Formula One, really. Isn't it? it really is. Modern yeah, Formula One. Man. Well, really, no, all Formula One. It was always about. It, it, everyone criticises it in the modern era. They were, they were still managing tyres and things back in the day, but there we go. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but that's that's just sort of the name of the game currently. Like ultimately, it's uh, it's just a, a combination of that they've made this step for this weekend in the tyre selections to try and sort of shake things up a little bit. That combined with it being baking hot, I think that's yeah, it is going to make things really interesting and uh, a challenge for all drivers. Lewis Hamilton said that it's something he's sort of very aware of. We know that they've made some changes to the tracks to try and uh, make uh, ease some of the tyre concerns. They've installed a new kerb at the exit of Beckett's leading onto Chapel um, because some of the drivers were basically trying to run a little bit wide, dip a wheel in the grass, exceed track limits, and then that would leave debris in the kerb. And then that contributes to some of the cuts that were found in the tyres and potentially some of the failures. So it's it's consideration. Like everyone's got to be very aware of that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how much work teams do through practice to maybe sort of focus a bit more on those long runs maybe a bit more on being kind to those tyres and, and to try and eke out some strategies and it did get me thinking earlier that the, the one driver who you really want in your corner when it comes to tyre management is Sergio Perez so it's uh, yeah it might be bode well for Racing Point if they can usher him back into the car tomorrow morning absolutely it'll be interesting to see if anybody does gamble with a one-stop strategy see if they can uh, get through these things I reckon Haas might try and do that like they've rolled the dice so much this year just why not? They have, they have. They clearly, the, they clearly don't mind taking a gamble this season. Well, just before we go, let's have a, let's have a quick chat. We've had our last uh, coronavirus COVID test of this event. Um, it, when we get the results, it will uh, it will last us through for, for the rest of it, assuming everything's negative, of course, which we very much hope it is. Exactly, touch wood, Luke, indeed. Um, but yeah, the atmosphere it was sort of like uh, obviously setting up today. They're still installing because it's sponsored by a different company. This this race, the title sponsor of this race, things you know, things obviously shaping up again ahead of the weekend. They're still you know running through all the usual preparation drills, the safety car, and medical car going around and testing all the TV and timing systems, but also installing new barriers where Daniel Kvyat crashed, although he had just beyond where he crashed just to avoid any extra risk there I think our stars have arrived this is massively exciting thank you very much we'll leave you with that information because I think our food is just arriving and uh, you know we've been hard at work all day so we're going to go and enjoy that so Luke thank you very much for uh, your time tonight and thanks to everybody for listening Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.